Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick Waxman and today we are going to be giving you one of 50 Mama interviews. These interviews have been conducted by Drama Victoria over the last two years to celebrate their 50th birthday. These 50 interviews are 50 conversations with 50 legends of the Victoria drama teaching game. So sit back, relax and enjoy a slightly longer than usual version of The Aside. Please note that the audio quality varies depending on where the interview was recorded. Aloha. Aloha, Robin. And ahoy. Here we are at the Drama Victoria Conference, sailing ahead with Margie Bainbridge. Hi, everyone. Another legend. A legend. In my own lunchtime. Or even longer than lunchtime. <laughs> Not that drama teachers get a lunchtime. No, oh no, that's for sure. No. That's the first thing you learn, isn't <laughs> it? It is. So, Margie, mm. how, when and why did you become involved in drama and education? Well, Robin, I think probably a lot like a lot of people, um, I wanted to be an actor. And I can remember in 1977 writing letters to Channel 9 and all this stuff. And I actually auditioned for Victorian College of the Arts and wanted to do script writing and acting. But of course, you know, it's you know, very difficult to get into. Mm-hmm. So I ended up... Um, going into dental nursing for two years oh, and then but the but the call of the stage was too much and I ended up at Melbourne University College of Advanced Education which is now no longer and the course um, was an amazing course with amazing people um, Brian Hogan have mm, you yes, yeah, yeah. like he has got to be the the doyen of everything to do with he calls himself the mistress of Merton Hall for a time when he was working <laughs> there but amazing people like Brian Hogan Daryl Wilkinson Peter Ralph Roma Burgess Anita Sinclair Anita Sinclair mm. you know incredible people Lindy and Davis. we swanned around the um, in that brown building on the corner of Swanston and Grattan Street and went to PAs and we frolicked frolicked on the lawn. In leotards, Margie? We, we were in blacks, that was yes. a standard thing, but op shops, we, we wore a lot of op shop stuff, a lot of black stuff, and we were very, very special people, very I amazing people. I think they people. called it the mad building. It was the mad building. <laughs> that was its, its anagram, but it was mad, it was mad. Now, can you reflect on some of the changes that you've witnessed mm. over the years mm. in drama and Look, theatre? I think there's been some incredible changes. I mean, I was lucky enough to teach, would you believe, the last of my course at Melbourne Uni. I was a sessional lecturer in 1996. Uh, I know that because that's when Sarah was born and I was pregnant and I'd run across to the Royal Women's, have the tests and then go back and teach the afternoon run across class. and have the baby. No, no, it wasn't that bad. It nearly was. <laughs> It was that bad, but um, I think I think it's changed a lot. And I mean, um, but the essence, the heart of drama education, has not changed. Like that, if anything, it's blossomed. The fact that there is a project like this is incredible. And you know, even when we were at uni back in those days, it was the drama 
people that taught us to teach, was the drama people. Because I think we were always trying to justify our subject and, mm. and feel, you know, like we weren't second class citizens because yeah. we weren't drama teachers. A legitimate part of curriculum. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And, and I know that Nadi did a lot of work in advocacy and stuff like that. I was lucky enough to be education officer. Um, yeah, I was mentored a lot by uh, Tony Chicharo and mm -hmm. I was lucky enough to be education officer at the um, Victorian Association for Drama and Education, oh. Bardi, and I did that job for about three years and I worked with people like Bruce Burton and Andrea Burton, the amazing um, people from up in Queensland, Bruce's text, Living Drama. So I think the changes in drama education is that it's become even more uh, legitimised through incredible stuff that people are doing now. Whilst we might have frolicked in our black and learnt about our toe, back in the early 80s we certainly did not teach it in a classroom. Um, probably the most uh, exciting thing we did was mime work with the kids in white faces and stuff like that. And I mean, I think that the subject has grown incredibly, uh, especially through the um, introduction of VCE back in uh, the late 80s, yeah. early 2000, yeah. And because back in way back in the early 80s, we could make up our courses, so every school did something different. But now it's just incredible the standard, yeah. and the people that I see coming up who are young drama teachers, it's just wonderful. There's so much more scaffolding for oh, them and structure yeah. for them. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, it, yeah. I. I I go to sessions and I hear them saying, oh, but what about this? And I think you have so much more now yeah. than, than we, what had we did. And we then. had a damn good course. Yes. I mean, so, that, you know, like, but also, I mean, people who really pioneered drama in the western suburbs of Melbourne, you know, Joan Brogdon sadly has passed, but she did a lot of stuff mm. um, to do with theatre and, um, and also Ray Kenny at that time. But, uh, like... With drama, I think that it is still this incredible, vibrant subject that although um, people in schools say, oh, it's just drama, it's, it's you know, it's, it's second-class second citizen, we're always trying to justify ourselves, but we do more damn work than anyone, mm -hmm. than anyone, to, to put the I school... I like the fact you're owning that, Marnie. I am owning that. <laughs> I'm owning that. And they said to me, they said to me when I first started, I'm 56 now, and when I first started in the early 80s, they said to me, oh, you'll burn out. Drama teachers burn out. Like, that is bullshit. If anything, um, I feel more rejuvenated and excited about teaching drama than ever before and watching the young ones too, I get inspiration from yes, them. Yes, yes, uh, I, I agree. You know, they bring fresh ideas yeah. and fresh perspectives yeah. to you. And they, 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 there's a lot of courage out there. You know, Incredible they'll tackle courage. really interesting theatrical form and Absolutely. interesting subject matter. Absolutely. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, I remember when we came out and Juliet Francis, I don't know whether you've got her down. Or maybe she's gone more over to the media side, but she was at MLC. But she did a production of, um, what's the roller skating musical? Um, oh, Midnight uh, Express. Yes. Yeah. She did a production of that with 80 kids at the... At the, well, they did. They have more performing venues now in Melbourne. But you know, was, and I remember she was only in her early twenties. Was incredible, <laughs> and like, and now you know, like we do all sorts of things. We actually write our own shows at Buckley Park. I write, I write every every year, every other year. Take it in turns. It's usual standard stuff. But you know, we have 160 kids in the production, and it's Fabulous. magnificent. Fabulous and something that they all look forward to. Yeah. Highs and lows of your career. Highs and lows of my career. 
Um, the low probably would have been um, in uh, 1983, my very first time I'd put on a production, a musical production, right? This, this was me, on my own. Ordeal by fire. Yes, and I did Bats. <laughs> and I had, um, and we did it in the Get gym. Up. And I hired bloody seats <laughs> and a stage, security, everything, right out at Gladstone Park High School. They've now got a theatre, damn it. I've never taught in a school where there's a theatre. Like, a, I've, got a, a, I've got a converted theater. gym. Yeah. yeah, I would love, I would kill for, um, yeah, well, what you had at Loretta, you know, some a big performance space. That would be so awesome. But, um, yeah, so I did this production of Bats, had lots of kids on stage. I was 24, uh, yeah, the first time, first time. And I had a little girl in year nine who was doing the stage managing and she was incredible. She ran around and she did all the organisation and stuff like that. And one night, as you do, and back in the 80s, we didn't have the rules that we have now. <laughs> Thank heavens. <laughs> Thank goodness. I don't know. Anyway, we were in the gym and I was just I was so tired, so tired. Anyway, this, the audiovisual bloke pulled out a bottle of um, Southern Comfort. Oh, my goodness. And I had, I can't believe I did this. Uh. I had a drink of Southern Comfort with young this year nine kid. I can't believe I did this. I did this. It's on video because we were so tired. It was after I was something like eight o'clock or nine o'clock at night. You know, we had a little snip of that and whatever. I can't believe I did that. Anyway, we put on the show. It was my very first time. Then on the Friday uh, after the, the show had finished, no, it was the Monday morning and the uh, principal called me into his office and the vice principal had no personality at all. And they said, and he said, you're in trouble. And I'm thinking, oh, shit. I, I nearly said fuck then, but I'm not going to do that. Um, I said, oh, <laughs> you just shit. did. I just did. It's okay. Um, I said, shit, um, I'm in trouble because I've, I've had alcohol with these two people in the gym late at night. You know, that's a terrible thing for a young teacher to do. Mm. But then he told me that Robin had taken a hose from the garden, had put it in the exhaust of her parents' car. Wasn't me. This is no, a student. It wasn't, no, it was a student, Robin Pike. Uh, dear Robin Pike, she would have been only about uh, 14, uh, 15 she would have been, year nine, and she'd killed herself and she'd gassed herself in the car. So the production, I found out later, she'd actually left a note to me. Like, can you imagine a young teacher? This is the worst slow out. I think we've yeah, had, Yeah, I'm sorry, Marty. this is the worst slow. <laughs> it is the worst slow. Um, and uh, she'd left a note, and it was just, Dear Miss Bainbridge, make sure all the kids get the... the um, the not kudos, but the the praise that they deserve. Mm. And 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 what's sad, and I, and and in retrospect, I mean, it was devastating for me. I hadn't dealt with any death. I had, mm. you know, never before had I dealt with death or had to go to a funeral. And but what 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 I realised later was that that drama production had kept her alive another four days, mm. another week. You know, so her last life, bit of life, was being involved in this production and, and having this, this position of power. I found out later that she, of course, was, uh, you know, very disturbed, but I hadn't yeah. known all that. But I had a, you know, it was a sad story, a That's very sad story. And it does, I mean, you've probably lost kids yourself in classes, you know, from accidents and stuff like that. And it does, they do stay with you, yeah, they do. those children. They do. They do. And um, that so, is the low. 
so high. So high. After that, I think mm. probably anything could be higher than yeah, that. Yeah, I know. And you just, but you also realise, but through that, I tell that story not to, I mean, it's terribly sad and, and thank God youth suicide is on the agenda and they're trying to do things about it. But um, um, what it does show is the power of drama to invigorate kids and to give them something other yeah, than what's focus. in the classroom and a focus in life that they may not normally have had. Yeah. And so it was incredible. And, the and anyway, I went on to do other productions and it's something that I really care about. So I don't have lunch times or anything like that. No. I'm involved in rehearsing and that sort of thing. The high for me in my career would have been uh, being appointed two highs if I'm allowed to have two highs you can have two <laughs> after that low I think two highs is <laughs> two fine highs. Um, two highs I think um, definitely would have been the appointment that I got um, as education officer at drama in education uh, so I'm trying to talk calling it drama Victoria Vardy mm -hmm. because I, I knew the name of virtually every teacher mm -hmm. in the state and they were all trying to come to terms with this new thing called VCE and I ran workshops and I started I also ran a conference and it was an incredible thing I hadn't didn't have children yet and <laughs> it was an incredible thing to do do that and I felt very privileged to meet most extraordinary professionals yes. in 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 uh, drama education at the, at the time not just in Australia but from um, right around the world we had people come to a national conference yeah, wow. as well, an yeah. international one. Sorry, the we growing, the, the, the growing, idea we yeah, had that. Yeah. the growing days of the just subject. incredible growing yeah. days of the subject and advocacy for it, and it was amazing. The other high was being a sessional lecturer at Melbourne Uni, and teaching the last year of the very course that I did, and that was as a so, student, yeah, as, yeah. A, as, a, as a lecturer then, and and but working with these these students, I'm very very lucky. So wow. that's incredible. And I think the other highs, which every drama teacher would say, was of course. You know, opening night when you go, oh, thank God, or even the closing night when the kids thank you and you feel like, oh, I've done that, you know. Who are your standout mentors and collaborators mm. over over your your life's work, Margie? I, I think over my life's work, I think Rod Parnell was incredible mm -hmm. um, in, in VCAR. He helped me a lot, Tony Totaro, Peter Elliott and I, I can remember agonising in, in my lounge room back in the late 80s over the study design, which was <laughs> nothing compared to now. <laughs> you know, a glass of red and we're trying to work out, well, what do they want us to teach? Yeah. But we did it, you know, and Tony running workshops on um, role and character, which was there then, and getting us all to dress up and go crazy, and other teachers <laughs> going, this is rubbish, this course, you know, I don't want to teach it. And me having to say, look, you know, you've got to teach it. No, anyway, I love yeah, that. it's mandated. You have to you do have it. You have to do it. And, and I mean, and how amazing all the productions now that there are, you know, on yeah. the playlist and the way the, the theatre companies are, um, you know, bringing kids in and doing lectures and stuff like that. And, and I think one of the other joys that I have at the moment, uh, towards the end of my career, um, uh, 
is taking the kids into well this is Melbourne Theatre Company this is what this is this is Theatre Works and look at and look at La Mama this is the birthplace of yes, Australian drama Australian and drama it's, it's very exciting we're, we're very lucky it's a very enriched environment yeah. culturally very enriching in Melbourne and we've got still many of our theatres here and the students benefit from that I think so I think it's been demonstrated that many many teachers value that attendance mm. of live performance mm. most mm. highly you know, mm. they love that. And the kids do too. Yeah, and the literacy Abs that the kids oh, develop. Absolutely, and I think it's lovely. I mean, that's the other <coughs> thing about the drama education community, I and mean, it always has been, always. People have helped each other. Mm -hmm. People have, um, uh, you know, reached out and given courses and given uh, resources and stuff like that. I'm, I'm, one, I'm the one, though, Drama Victoria, who said in the late... 80, oh no, it'd be early 90s, I think. My maths is not very good. Um, I said, I oh know, what do we need a website for? What's that? <laughs> of course, now I'm fully. You don't have one, you, you just thought don't exist. <laughs> what but do you attribute the longevity of your career to? I think um, a love of the subject and the magic that it creates within kids. And I think it's just never boring something will happen you know and it just it's just it's exciting and, and you learn so much like from even the children I teach you know you've got the, mm. the task you have to do for the ensemble or, yes. or whatever and you're just learning about all this history so drama just embraces so much yeah it does it's a Doesn't it's a it? it's a broad church isn't it, it is a broad church yeah it is and, a broad and there's church. room for everybody in there yeah and it is never boring because you're always starting from grassroots mm, up. You're not sort mm, of teaching the same mm. curriculum over and over again. No, you're not. Because you, and that's why you have to stay alive in that. Mm -hmm. And I think it keeps me young. We're all young, Marty. Young. We're very young. Yeah, drama. That's a, don't buy an expensive cream. Just qualify as a drama teacher. Keeps you young. Although this too can be don't ask me that on an opening night of a bloody show when you. A lack of sleep is very, can be very good for you. Sleep's for wussies. Yeah, it was demonstrated in a scientific experiment that people who were sleep deprived actually have a, a, quite a high performance, like a window of opportunity where their performance is very high. Go Did, figure. Didn't Clinton only have four figure. hours? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, four Go hours figure. of sleep. I don't think I could do that, but you okay, know. Okay, so what advice would you like to pass on to future oh, drama wow. educators? I think what I want to say to future drama educators is maintain the spirit, don't give up, and don't let those fuckers who are tired of teaching, tired of kids, don't let them ruin your enthusiasm because the greatest thing in the world is to be a drama teacher and create magic every day. Every day you're working with fantasy and creating and that thing that you created with your year seven class did not exist before you walked in there and created it with those kids and it's a wonderful thing to do with your life and it's, it's a vocation, it's not a job. That's, I like that, a vocation, not mm. a job. I think many of the legends that we've interviewed have expressed that mm. in different ways, mm. that they have this incredible connection 
to the work mm. they do that is a different connection to other very different other disciplines. Very different. Yeah. Very different. I, I think possibly music teachers have a yes, similar. Yes, they do. They and do. Possibly art. It, mm. It's about mm. that cultural enrichment, isn't it? And, and the magic and the creativity. The creativity is oxygen, and yeah. that's what what. That's what's exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very energising environment, yeah, isn't yeah, it, for absolutely. everyone? Absolutely. Have you um, any? Um, you haven't bought any items along. No, I'm terribly sorry. No. There, there's some very <laughs> sad lesson plans. I used to hate doing learning goals. Now I do one every every um, lesson because we have to. <laughs> Just we yes, have to I do know. That. The expectations have ramped up. Um, so um, thinking about the present associations mm. that are around. Mm. Um, what what have you valued that comes out of play, things like Drama Vic and... Um, oh, for sure, the I, camaraderie. I mean, we, you and I met today. We haven't seen each other for 20 years, but I knew you're not. You know, yeah. we, we had worked together, and I think there's a camaraderie there that I don't know whether that it, there it exists in other subjects, but it's not It's not even like we compete against each other because we don't. We kind of... No. There's a... A, bro a brotherhood, a personhood, a sisterhood, sisterhood, sisterhood. We're in the hood, in the hood. We're in the hood, in the hood. Yeah, I, I think and so it's too. lovely, isn't it? It is and lovely. And and I think in my training, unfortunately. I never learned any of the technical stuff because I was always running around, swanning around in black and being on in the performance, you know, not <laughs> learning all that. And I think, and I mean, I think people are highly skilled now in all sorts of areas, which is extraordinary, you know. Yeah, like and I, I think there are, there are far more uh, areas happy to resource people in schools yes, too. You yes. know, there are arms in different organisations yes. that are where schools can interface and learn mm, about mm. these different areas. And with the industry and that, and the, all those links to, I think, well, MTC, the Malthouse, running programs for kids, you know, ambassador programs and bringing them into that environment. Like, it is, I don't know what's happening in the rest of Australia. I don't care. It's here in Melbourne. It's all happening. But, it, but it's like, it's like um, Melbourne has this vibrant, alive, Theatre scene, accessible theatre. Accessible, it's accessible. Scene. Because I even went to the, you know, um, uh, what am I trying to say? The festival, oh, the independent arts stuff. The oh, oh my god, Melbourne festival. Yeah, the Melbourne festival. Yeah, the fringe. And, and yeah. the fringe. Thank you. Yeah, fringe. Fringe, blonde hair. Fringe. <laughs> the fringe festival. I went to some stuff there, and I went, wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just creating stuff. You, you could always go out and unearth a little gem. Mm. And it's wonderful that the students from quite an early age develop um, a, a, an intimacy with the various theatres and the work that goes on. Mm. Yeah, mm. And I think that they're very generous, those mm. organisations, in the, in the way they facilitate that. Connect and, and connectivity the, yeah. and communication. Like, and theatres opening up in, in crazy places, you know, all sorts <laughs> of places, and I'm taking the kids there, and to me, I think, oh, God, this is bloody awful, this thing. And the kids go, wow, this is great, miss. Because you forget, for them, it's all new. Yes. And, yeah. And, yeah, it's a wonderful thing. And I'm very, very lucky. Okay, now... So, no regrets about going no, into the industry? No. Glad you didn't continue with the dental Gentle nursing, nursing definitely, thing? Definitely glad I didn't do that. You jumped ship? Definitely glad I jumped ship and, and, made, and made a life about drama and a life about developing uh, children's creativity and their vision for things. It's great. And what do you think the future of drama and education 
is or could be? Well, I think if you're watching this in 3020, there'll be a holographic drama. I don't think drama will ever die. I don't think it will. I think it's sort of one of those subjects that's just... It's just a, a magnificent thing for people, for kids to do. The future, I think it's just going to go from strength to strength. I think more and more people will become involved in performance because we'll get tired of, you know, the YouTube and stuff like that when you can have real real YouTube, you can have theatre, you can yeah. have performance. And I think more people will become involved with it as our population grows. People will be searching for things that are outside their world and drama gives you that. Yeah, the level of intimacy yes. and immediate contact. Yes. And, you know, maybe the idea of being enriched mm. by newer cultures that are coming to that, us. Actually, that's a point. That will be the future. We'll be studying um, Afghanistan drama. Um, like the Indigenous, we were talking before, Robin and I, about um, Indigenous drama, Aboriginal theatre. We were taught, first of all, I was taught, yes, this is what we do, you know, and then we were taught, no, you're not allowed to, to do anything to do with Aboriginal theatre because yes. it's, you know, sacred and stuff like that. And it's really interesting. And now we're embracing that stuff. That's right. The conversation yeah. is mm. starting again. Mm. And, you know, uh, when I see uh, these migrations of people, these... Uh, groups of mm. people coming in mm. you look at them and you think which one of you is going to be the playwright That's for, right. you, for your That's group right. which one of you is That's going right. to be the theatre maker the dance maker for your group mm. because those people are there mm. and some of those people are in our schools at the moment mm. which is actually very exciting I think it is and I think also the use of IT is incredible yep. because kids can create all sorts of things on a computer they couldn't do in the past. So I've got a book on coding. I'm trying to teach myself coding, but coding. yeah, I can make an app then, a drama app. So Ooh. that would be pretty interesting. We'll, wouldn't keep, it? we'll keep our eyes an open for like that, that. <laughs> no, You might have to do a I session on this next year at the conference. <laughs> drama apps, apps for drama students. Yeah, so or DAP, as we're going to. DAP. We're going to call it DAP. DAPA. 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 Yes, I like that. Maggie, it's been wonderful to speak to you. Oh, Robin, thank you. And thank you for coming in. Thank you so much. And I'm so privileged to be um, counted as part of this. It, it really honours me. And this is also another high, because let's face it, as a drama teacher, we don't get a lot of um, stuff, you know, like a... Look, we do our job, we get, we, we know whether, whether we've done a good job or, or that sort of thing, but it's lovely to have a body of work like this that speaks to the future, that tells our profession and is advocacy for our profession. And I'm very, very happy to have been here and thank you so much. And drama, it rocks. It does. Well, that's all from us at The Aside. There are 49 other Mama interviews you might like to listen to, so please do feel free to go and find those and have a listen. Thank you to all the people involved in conducting the Mama interviews. The list is extensive. Happy 50th birthday to Drama Victoria, and thank you to the 50 legends for giving us their time. If you would like to ask the aside a question, or you have a suggestion for a future episode, please do not hesitate to contact us at asidepodcast at outlook.com. Thank you to Eltham College for letting us record here. Thank you to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support. And of course, thank you for listening.